Hey folks, make sure to stay up to date on all the latest episodes by following us at Get Wrecked Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Or if you have any recommendations you'd like to hear us review on the show, you can contact us directly via email. Or, I don't know, maybe you just want to send us some feet pics. You creep, I don't know what you're into. I don't care. We'll review those too. What do you think of that, huh? In any case, all your requests, feedback, and general criticism of the straight white patriarchy can be sent to getrectpod at gmail.com. That's G-I-T-R-E-C-D-P-O-D at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. I get excited to turn on Christmas music now. <laughs> I get excited. I used to hate Christmas music. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I hated presents and all that stuff. And now I genuinely, I was so excited like a week ago. I was like, it's about time to start playing Christmas music at work. And I turned on the Christmas music and I get excited about buying presents and putting lights up and seeing family and friends for holiday stuff. And I'm like, God, I'm getting so old. My yeah. my cold, cold heart has started to thaw. <laughs> now here's my question. <laughs> that, what's your favorite Christmas song? Hands down, Dominic the Donkey. I hate Are Are you serious? I hate you so it's much. So... <laughs> I hate you so much. I'm leaving. Okay. I can't sit at a table with a man that loves Dominic no, the Donkey. I love that song because it's fun. I didn't know that song existed till like a couple years ago. I didn't know it I existed. I genuinely never heard of it till yeah. a couple years ago. And I heard it. I'm like, this is so funny. I love it. Well. Um, I love at least you didn't say ones. that. I don't even know what the name of the song is, it's, but it's the uh, song about getting a hippopotamus for Christmas. Yeah, oh, that, one, that one's a hippopotamus for Christmas. Oh, I can hear a couple. Times. I worked. I worked at D and K, and that song would play incessantly over the uh, like the loudspeakers around that time of year, and I just like crush food in my hand i hated it so much. yeah i could see that i could see that that one great i was genuinely the other day at work uh i'm dreaming of a white christmas came mm, on that was so slow one. and sweet and i was just listening to it and i was kind of like just thinking about stuff and thinking about christmas and mm-hmm. family and stuff like that and I started to tear up a little bit. I'm like, I'm like, Jesus, I'm either getting old or I'm turning gay. And like, that's, it's one of the little two. Little bit of A, little bit of B. <laughs> it's one of the two. What is going on? Ho, 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 and welcome to a very merry, get-wrecked, extremely outrageous holiday special extravaganza, the only extremely outrageous holiday special extravaganza podcast in the world, where two buds take turns recommending and reviewing some of their favorite holiday hits, hidden gems, and oddities. I'm, of course, your host and resident cotton-headed ninny muggins Thor, joined today, as always, by my friend and co-host, he saw mommy kissing Santa Claus, and he didn't snitch, because you know snitches get stitches. It's Micah. <laughs> yep. That's right. Specifically stitches from Santa. Whoo, that was one take, and I didn't mess it up Yeah, dude, that was once. impressive. Good job. Good job. Uh, we're doing, we got a lot to go over today. This is going to be an episode. Yeah. Folks, so on the last episode, we said we were going to be going over the Star Wars... Uh, holiday special from 1978 that is true we will be but we weren't sure if we were going to get enough content out of that 
So we decided we're also going to talk about Jingle All the Way, the 1996 holiday movie or Christmas movie with yeah. Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad. Yup. We also said our buddy Zach McCrary from the comics that we love would be sitting in with us. Unfortunately, some stuff came up. He couldn't make it. So instead, our hero, like Santa Claus coming in at the ninth hour and delivering us the present of a great guest. Our buddy Dan Barton is back with us. So thank you, Dan, for joining us. Not a problem. Happy to be here. Real sad that you put me through that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thor did put out. He just kind of sent out a hey, last minute notice. But could anybody come sit in on the holiday special? Because it's it's the holiday special. It's yeah. like I definitely wanted a guest. Yeah. So and and with that too. Um, so this again, the holidays, the Star Wars holiday special was recommended to us from Russell Heindel. I don't know if you remember Russell Heindel at all, Dan. The name sounds familiar. Um, he ended up going to my high school rather than your high school. So he sent it to us, and he mentioned when he was recommending it, because he and I were chatting back and forth, and he goes, maybe a different holiday movie would be a better recommendation. And I'm like, well, we haven't seen it, so you know, let's give it a go. And at first I thought that he meant like there's something else that, would be better and and I knew that there would be because I've heard only only infamous and horrible things about this but I think what he really meant was there's no holiday in this movie at all there's life day yeah there's life day that's not a holiday that's the special. ultimate holiday so, which they don't like, explain at all at all and so I'm sitting here watching this movie and I'm thinking where are the jingles like Oh, well, we got into some jingles, but where are like, where's the tree? Where's where's a weird, funky Chewbacca with a Santa hat? Where's the snow? Where's the snow? Where's the jolly old Saint Nick from space or or anything weird like that? There was no references at all to anything Christmas. Yeah. And folks, I'm going to change up the spoiler warning a little bit today. Definitely. There's a spoiler alert on this. The movie is damn near 40 years old i think it's over 40 years old it's not even a movie it's a holiday special don't stop and go watch it <laughs> stop i won't do we did it to dan and genuinely i sent dan a message i'm so sorry i made you watch that but thank you because it is not worth your time it is horrible that being <laughs> so we can move on but i'm saying don't stop to go watch it right. we are going to spoil it but trust me it's better for you. I genuinely struggled to get through that. Oh, I bet. So with that being said, initial thoughts. This is the worst thing I have ever watched. Hands down, <laughs> bar none. It is terrible. <laughs> Dan, what about you? So if I had to sum up the word, the movie in like a, a brief like phrase or anything like that, it's Fever Dream. It's Fever absolute, dream. yeah. Either that or like Vision Quest. I don't know. But <laughs> I think both fit. <laughs> Cash grab, kind of. Not even because like, like it pops in there. Everybody too. was on something on every level of the production <laughs> of that movie, from yeah. the visuals, the sound, the whatever. It's just yeah. all. It was all very, very seventies. Oh, way seventies. Yeah, and. I was looking through this and it really looks like George Lucas didn't have anything to do with this at all. They just kind of loaned the characters out to this production company so that they could make the holiday special. 
but he didn't oversee a lot of it. I think that it was his idea to visit Chewbacca's family. So that was his idea. Maybe having the son named Lumpy was his idea. I don't know. Or or Chewbacca's father named, what was Itchy? Scratchy? Yeah, yeah let's go over the... So you, you, the story starts, you go to Chewbacca's treehouse where his wife father and son live yeah his son named lumpy his dad named itchy who constant who looks like he has a permanent vinegar face (laughs) yeah absolutely (laughs) and then his his uh wife's name is like mala i think Mm -hmm. something like that yeah probably the most normal like wookie name among any of them yeah where i mean itchy and lumpy sound like dwarf names like you'd find them in snow white yeah who names their child lumpy Lumpy. (laughs) well and here's the thing that i like i did have a thought about this and the like whoever produced this thought oh it's chewy so that's what we're going to go off of because his name's not Chewbacca; it's Chewy. So oh, we got to go I with like a lumpy and then I, an itchy. I didn't even catch the yeah, so, like make that connection. Yeah, so we'll use their full names. It's Chewbacca, Lumpbacca, and Itchbacca. And Itchbacca. <laughs> <laughs> so dumb. Yeah, no, they don't say that, but yeah, I, I kind of have the same thought that oh, that's just their name shortened. But I, I mean, I like this is the only thing that makes sense to me because otherwise it's literally a dude sitting in a room being like yeah it's a it's chewy and his son uh lumpy, lumpy. <laughs> that's what yeah we're gonna make bank guys <laughs> yeah i imagine a fat guy smoking a cigar sitting at a table like some executive tv executive from the 70s yeah, I just got an sweating idea. from the amount of coke that he's. <laughs> I got an idea. He's got a son, and his name will be uh, Lumpy. <laughs> so, speaking of weird Wookie teeth, <laughs> yeah. So the director, evidently, there are two of them. There was Steve Binder and David Acumba, uh, who was evidently uncredited. Let me just check and see if any of them have done anything of note. Uh, Steve Binder is mainly a producer has some episodes on the Chevy Chase show, the Super Mario Bros. show. Looks like a lot of TV, which makes sense because this felt like a TV set. This looked like a Three's Company apartment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which, first of all, who the hell thought it was a great idea to do the first five minutes of the movie is just Wookiees going oh, oh, yeah. at each other with no subtitles as to what they're actually saying. Mm-hmm. Just them going, oh, Oh, and then you're like, I guess I kind of know what's going on based on context, but you really... You don't know what's going on, really. Yeah. But in those scenes, they were filmed. It felt like um, Laura Ingalls Wilder, uh, Little House on the Prairie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And so I guess the whole setup is Han and Chewbacca um, are trying to get to Kashyyyk to get there for the holiday life day we don't know what life day is um it's a wookie holiday it's a wookie holiday yeah it's christmas (laughs) kind well if christmas was this weird i don't know if i would celebrate christmas (laughs) i was gonna say like going off the end of the movie that was more like a cultness (laughs) okay yeah yeah that's true so so basically it's the family waiting for chewbacca and han solo to get to the house and they're basically just kind of like buying time and then every now and then it'll go to Han Solo and Chewbacca and they're running from an Imperial starship. 
That kind of feels like Star Wars. Yeah, the premise is the Imperials have a blockade set up around, and so Han and Chewie got to get through the blockade to get home. So they're like visiphoning with with them in the Millennium Falcon, yeah. and they're like, "When will you be home?" Yeah, and, and he's like, "We'll we'll be home soon. We just got to get past this Imperial blockade." Yeah, but instead of "When will you be home?" It's <laughs> And then Han going, don't worry, Mala, we'll be home in a, we'll be, we'll get there. We'll get past that blockade. Yeah. So instead of showing us all the cool stuff about them, like getting through the blockade of the empire, instead what they do is they show us Lumpy just getting into random stuff, watching hologram videos, uh, watching Jefferson Starship. Well, no, that was, that was supposed to be Mala's Jefferson Starship. But the Imperial Trooper oh, that's right. needed to figure out whether or not this was some sort of contraband or not. Yeah. Yeah. So he ended up watching the whole goddamn thing. <laughs> Could be a secret message And then just a, like there. a weird smile at the end. He's like, yeah, and just closes it up. <laughs> yeah, this, it's so weird. So the first one you get is they're like, oh, the hollow Lumpy. Circus. The hollow circus that to like, because Lumpy's getting antsy because his dad isn't home. So they're like, here, let's let me show you this. And it's these weird holograms of Cirque du Soleil type performers just yeah. tumbling, Something. tumbling and pretty much with weird music. Yeah. And that it horn and it goes on for a while. This thing has it felt like um, like a sketch routine, like a Saturday Night Live thing where they're like, and now this little segment is here. And now this little segment yeah. is here, uh, except none of it was entertaining. It was all just <laughs> drawn out, and I, like I legitimately was like, "Why are we watching this? Who is this for? And who thought that this was a good idea? Like, who thought that this would be entertaining? And why are we watching this?" You know, that does make sense that it was kind of like a uh, weird Star Wars flavored Saturday Night Live. Yeah, yeah. Well, and that that piece I think is intentional because that's what a holiday special is. Right. Is uh, there's musical acts and sketches and little different parts. So it made sense in the context that it was a holiday special. Yeah. I also asked the question, who thought it was a good idea? Yeah. On a lot of this stuff, because the first one with the holiday or the hollow circus is just the first weird thing. But it's also kind of weird because it's a bunch of like... They're scantily clad like dancing girls, and Lumpy's just watching like, oh, oh, and it's like, what is... Can we talk about Lumpy's face, please? Like, all of the shots where it was a fill the frame, it was just like Lumpy's eyeballs and teeth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And just a a ball of fur, just eyes and teeth. Yeah, because it's a shot that you would see in a movie or a show where they're going into somebody to show their facial expression to show what they're thinking in their head. Yeah. The problem is their suits that they're wearing <laughs> in the late seventies. Yeah. So they don't move. So it's just a like three to five second shot. Yeah. Of a person wearing a mask. Yeah. It's real weird. And then him grunting every now and then. So that, that was the first weird thing. Uh, was the second weird thing. The VR, <laughs> um, yeah, like the VR porno, basically. That yeah, Grandpa Itchy's spicy <laughs> hollow vid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the the local shopkeep who ends up he's the biggest role player in the show. Yeah, is this random shopkeeper on Kashyyyk who's 
friends with the Wookiees. Yeah, and I think he was from the Honeymooners, like the original Honeymooners TV show. But yeah, he's an old guy, and he's the local shopkeeper. He's like, he brings something. He's like, here you go, Merry Christmas, Itchy. And it's like basically a VR headset that he sets up in the middle of the living room. And so he puts it on, and it is a lady. She's a singer, I'm assuming. Well, it's a kaleidoscope first, and then it goes into swimming. It looks like fish that are actually women. So you get, he puts it on. He sees a kaleidoscope. All those colors turns to fish that turn to women. And then he sees a beautiful woman, and she starts singing to him. Very sultry. It is very clear this guy dropped off a porn machine. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> for life day. It's so weird. And set it up in their living room. It was like, here you go, Grandpa. Get your rocks off in the middle of the living room. <laughs> yeah, so it's it's having these weird, like, you're seeing these parts and you're seeing this, this singer. Uh, and she's like, I'm your fantasy. And saying weird stuff like that. And then it goes back to, you see Itchy with the headset on. And his lower lip is just over top, almost touching his nose. And he's just like, oh, yeah, I forgot about the (laughs) The not so subtle sexual grunting. (laughs) And then the Imperials barge in and start yelling at everything. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, so that was it. And, and while, while they're kind of doing these different sketches, I guess, for lack of better term, they're touching base with other cast members of the actual Star Wars movie. Oh, God. So, like, they go and they talk to Luke, and Luke is with R2-D2, and Luke looks a little strange. It's the makeup. Yeah, he looked a little... It it was the makeup, because... Was it from his wreck? No, no, I think they just legit... Because they put, like, eyeliner and all that sort of stuff. Because, like... When we saw Luke in the video in the movies, yeah, like he didn't have any of that crap. And if he did, it was a far away enough shot, and it was light enough that we didn't really notice that stuff. Yeah, this was like it was spray tan. There was like dark eyeliner. Like he looked strange. Yeah, and he looked strange. It looked plastic. It looked yeah. weird. Yeah, and it's just like these weird visiphone calls where they'll call and then Luke and R2-D2 are working. He's like, oh, hey, Mala. Like, everybody knows Chewbacca's wife and yeah. kid. Yeah, it was it was very weird. And there, so and then there's another part where they they call Princess Leia and Carrie Fisher straight up looks like she's inebriated. Uh, she <laughs> she looks like she's on some heavy like downers or I don't know, man. She probably wasn't, and that's probably not a nice thing to say. But I'm just saying she probably needed something to no, get through this. Well documented, that to, she was... yeah, to get through this special. Yeah, because she, she did not seem, um, she didn't seem like Princess Leia from the Star Wars movies. <laughs> no, nope. like not at all. And also at the point, like, because this takes place between uh, New Hope and Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. She barely knows them at this point, but she knows Mala and Lumpy. It makes no sense. But they obviously, they got to get her in there. So they kind of like shoehorned that in there. Mm -hmm. The cooking special thing was pretty weird, too. Oh, I forgot about the cooking special. Yeah, yeah, they do like a Martha Stewart, Julia Child style. Yeah, that's uh, my girlfriend, Melanie, uh, put herself through torture with me. And uh, that is the exact same thing that she said about that. It was like a weird... Julia Child's abomination sort of deal. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's and like why this, was she cooking in like a washing like like I, bucket? I they don't probably grabbed whatever they had. They didn't have yeah. a big budget for this. And I'm assuming all of it went to the Wookiees home set as well as the Wookiees themselves. Yeah, but like a big pot, like it's not that much more than like a bucket like that. Like <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? It's an actual bucket. I'm telling you, the director was a TV director. I mean, that's 70s TV stuff. They're just like, uh, here you go. Just grab yep, this. That'll work. Like, like a Doctor Who's episode in the 70s. I remember one where a Doctor Who um, alien literally just had bubble wrap around his arms. Like, and you could see that it was bubble wrap. <laughs> it, it wasn't like spray painted or it was just bubble wrap around his arms. And like old TV shows... They didn't care. They're just like, uh, just, just, just something. To yeah, throw no, just do it. this. It's a cooking show. So, you know, you need a bowl to cook in. I will say that little sketch, though, because it's a, it's that one is absolutely intentionally a comedy sketch because it's like this alien cooking mm-hmm. and then its other arms start coming out and it's mm-hmm. clearly a person's it's first. It's a guy uh, cross dressing mm-hmm. and, you know, as a, like an alien. And then so as she's cooking in this weird cooking show that Mala's watching arms come out from underneath her. It's clearly somebody behind her with arms. That one is clearly a comedy sketch. Yeah. That may have been my favorite part of this movie. And I didn't even like that. Oh, I, I, it was the closest thing to funny (laughs) that this thing got that one to me. I don't know. That one was, I can't say that it was the strangest one. It, I still thought it was strange. I was going to say that I was one of the stranger ones, but it really wasn't. Um, no, because that was I, intentionally comedy, whereas the rest of it yeah. was comical and how bad it was. Yeah. <laughs> the rest I of it was meant to be serious. Probably the strangest part to me was the animated yeah. part. Let's talk about just, the animated part. Just because it really does look like they just grabbed a caricature artist off the boulevard and was like, hey, you want to make it big? <laughs> 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 have you ever wanted to work for Star Wars because tell me you didn't look at Han Solo and be like that is something that someone would it, get done on the boardwalk yeah no it they made so so it's this animated short it's about mm-hmm. five to ten minutes long yep. of essentially Han and and Luke and Leia and he, you know the whole cast I, I don't even remember what they were doing They're on, they got some sort of sleep sickness yeah and, and they crash landed on a planet and Boba Fett just happened to be there because I think Luke was chasing them and they were like something happened where they they caught the sleeping sickness or Han did. It crashed on the planet. Luke followed them. He almost got eaten by a monster that was like tearing at the Y-Wing that he was in. And then Boba Fett shows up and was like, hey, I'm a friend. I'm going to help you. And they're like, OK. Yeah. Well, interesting. We looked this up because I wasn't sure. It's actually the first appearance of Boba Fett. Really? Yeah, that's wild to me. That is the f- that is the first appearance. Yeah. But in any case, yeah, the, the animation-wise, it's so bad. It's, Han Solo looks like his face is melting. Yeah. There were parts where I had to stop and rewind because I was like, what was that? Didn't uh, we notice that Boba Fett had like an eye? In, he like, did have like a jewel eye. or yeah, third eye type of thing on the top of his helmet too. Yeah, it's such a weird, um, such a weird way to introduce a character. Uh, well, they probably thought it was just going to be a throwaway, and then people are like, "Hey, he was kind of cool, I guess." Well, I wonder, I wonder if they knew 
that Boba Fett was going to be an empire. And they thought we could throw this character in. And that way, when people see him in the actual Empire Strikes Back, they'll be like, oh, that's Boba Fett. And they'll, you know, know him. Because they did something similar to that with Grievous. Uh, they introduced Grievous in the Clone Wars animated, um, like, shorts before mm-hmm. episode three. So they introduced that character okay. in a cartoon form. I I don't know. It's just purely speculative on yeah. my part. Well, and like you said, Luke has pretty much handed this off, it seems like. Yeah. Because watching it, there's no way. I mean, say what you will about George Lucas. There is no way he would have signed off on this. Yeah. yeah. Short of, I mean, at that point, though, he probably still was, you know, he wasn't George Lucas at that point. Um, but think about it, though. They probably like, offered him money, and he's like, okay, yeah, go ahead yeah. and make a Christmas special. And, hey, here's this here's this character I'm thinking about that's going to be in the next one. I mean, just like almost anything else, it was probably a cash grab. Like, they, Star Wars is hugely popular, and they're like, well, let's try to make a little bit extra money off of this. And so they slapped together a special, and they were like, hey, we want to use these characters, and George Lucas was like, sure, whatever. Yeah, and that's probably true, too, because Star Wars in itself was not expected to be popular. Yeah. Like, how many other cheesy sci-fi, sci-fi movies were made, and for some reason, Star Wars just hit it big. You know why, But, but people weren't expecting Star Wars to hit it big. No. It's because it's something that George Lucas always cared about and ended up biting him in the ass in the end. It was the world building. Oh. I thought you were going to say no, for, bro- brothers being romantically attracted to their sisters. That was my <laughs> other point. That was my other point. But, no, for a guy that basically got yelled at for going too much into like trade federation regulations and stuff like that. Like the guy clearly had an idea of how his worlds were like supposed to function. And there was like none of that in this. So once again, this was probably something that was just phoned in and they were like, Hey, like we want to use us. And he had no part. Dude, a hundred percent. Nobody felt like none of the actors seemed like they particularly cared yeah, like mm-hmm. even a little bit. The story was slapped together haphazardly, weird as hell. It was very strange. I mean, t- truly the best. We'll, we'll go on because there is actually one really shining piece of this. Is it, I'm is dying it with, to know what is that it with is. Bo or Bo Arthur? B. Arthur. B. Arthur, yes. whatever her name yeah. is, the Golden Girl. But before you get to B. Arthur, you get to um, Jefferson Starship. Oh, what a strange <laughs> thing that was, too. So once again, this is another like hologram. All these stories are happening in weird holograms. The animated thing, the lost my train of thought. God, all of the it. circus, Just all of it. The animated thing, the circus, uh, Grandpa Itchy's weird, yeah, porn VR headset with a sexy lady singing to him all that's happening that that's kind of the device they use to switch to these different segments right yeah so then there's one with jefferson starship Mm -hmm. and they are well-known talented professional musicians but added a long time and i i think this was an original song maybe they wrote for this it's not good it's and when he sings it's not good. They did like a live <laughs> taping of it, and the guy singing is dog shit. It sounds horrible. Uh, yeah, that it was. 
very strange. And again, I wonder if they just ask that band. They're like, hey, we got a Star Wars holiday special. You want to be part of this? And your band name is Jefferson Starship. Yeah, it's a it's perfect fit. <laughs> match made in heaven. Yeah. What did you think of the song, Dan? There are points where I'm just like, is this still going? (laughs) I I felt that a lot. All the songs, (laughs) I'm not sure if they were longer than they needed to be or if they just felt that way. No, I think they all were. (laughs) I think it was a little bit of A, a little bit of B. Like, the songs dragged on, but if it was just a solid, like, three minutes of that, like, I feel like by the end you were like, okay, like, finally that's over with. Not at, like, five minutes in, you're like, oh my god, what is going on? Because there's eight-minute songs that I'll listen to and be like, that was great. Sure. Yeah, it doesn't feel like eight minutes. Not yeah. this, though. No, no. this is like every 30 seconds was torture. <laughs> Thor's face when he said that. It just You look dead inside, dude. Like, I, not this, This though. is the... I will never watch this again. Not even for a laugh. I, this is not even a rude situation. Once, once again, something happened when we initially wanted to film this or record this episode. Yeah. Micah... Uh, Zach and myself are watching the movie. Something came up in the middle of it. We had like 15 minutes left. We had to stop watching the movie, scrap the recording for that night. Yep. I have been putting off watching the last 15 minutes. I honestly, <laughs> I heavily considered not watching it at all because I'm like, I don't want to watch even 15 more minutes of this. Yeah. You know what's funny is that I watched the last 15 minutes today around 5 o'clock. Yep, me too. <laughs> Just... <laughs> You know, I'm kind of glad that I did, though, because it just gets weirder as we keep going. So so um, so this part with with B. Arthur, um, they end up, I guess, are, they're able to watch live footage of a bar. Yeah. In, in, um, this is what criminals really look like. <laughs> like, like in Tatooine. Yeah. Yep. They're on in the bar in ta- the cantina. Yeah. And the bartender is none other than B. Arthur. Oh, yeah. From Golden Girls. And truly, she's the only one. Cause I mean, she's such a pro. Yeah. And she's such a talented person. She fucking brings it. And she probably wasn't even trying that hard, but compared to everyone else, she looked like a superstar. Yeah. Because she's just being funny. She's like, she's playing the, basically like kind of the hardened, tough old bartender lady. Yeah. She's razzing her customers, giving them shit. And then she sings a song for, I forget why she did it. It was. They, they, they were closing down. They basically, there was a giant curfew going across Tatooine. So all all the businesses and stuff had to shut down. Essentially, she's trying to get everybody out, and nobody wants to go. So it's one one more round. Oh, okay, that's and then right. On the house, and everybody yeah. has to get out. And, and then, once again, this and so she sings a song. And once again, it goes on too long, yep. but it's probably the best song. She does the best job. B. Arthur is just, she's a superstar, and I mean, there's a reason she's was so successful. Yeah, I mean, it shines in this. Yeah. But yeah, like, it still wasn't good. It wasn't good. It wasn't good. Like, None no, of this was you, good. You no. can polish a turd as much as you want. It's still a turd. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. Of of this big sandbox filled with turds, that this one was, <laughs> this was like the shiniest. The <laughs> this one was the shiniest. <laughs> the most shapely of the turds, uh, but still a turd. I have never. I have. <laughs> I have never seen a film 
um, I guess holiday special. Do you really want to call this a film? It's not a film. It is a special. It's got a 2.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Like, that's the score. That's the lowest score I've ever seen in my life. Honestly, that sounds way too high. (laughs) People were being generous. I, I have never seen something this caliber of not good. I'm genuinely amazed. And and I've never seen something this caliber of not good that I that I can't go back and be like, well, this, you know, looking back at it, these were funny parts. Yeah. I can't laugh at, at this. Like I'm, I said, like the room is a good example of that where it's so bad, but it like turns itself around into like there's so many quotable things from yeah. that and you're like, I can laugh about this. There's you can't you can only make fun of Wookiee speak for so much because it's yeah. just a bunch of uh, yeah. That's it. There are so many scenes of Wookiees just going uh, uh, oh. a solid 25 minutes of that and movie so, was nothing but and, Wookiee speak. And so many shots held way too long close-up shots of a Wookiee face yeah. that doesn't move because it's a mask. <laughs> Okay. Yep. All right. All right. So let's let's fast forward because we got to get to the end of this thing. Yep. Um, so they talk to Carrie Fisher. That happens. And then um, so the Empire is basically ransacking the house because they're 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 thinking that there's some uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I don't, I don't even know. They, they know Chewbacca's from yeah. there. They're looking for Chewbacca. Yeah. And, and so Chewbacca and Han finally show up and then they beat up a stormtrooper and take out the empire there and then the empire leaves and then han is like you guys are my family you're like family to me he's saying that as he's hugging every single wookie uh which is strange and then han leaves he's like see you guys happy life day and then the wookies all just turn to each other and they what what did they it was like a glowing egg that all of them had and so they just raise their arms up hold so each every Chewy, Lumpy, Scratchy, and Mala all have this egg individually. They've got four of them, and they all just, like, raise up their arms. And what the hell happens? And they're essentially transported to, like, some weird forested conclave filled with people in robes singing. Deep red flowing robes (laughs) like a cult. (laughs) And then... And all the characters arrive. You get the Princess Leia, you get Han Solo, you get all the character and C-3PO. And C-3PO goes, happy life day, everyone. Yeah. Oh, and there's that weird speech with where C-3PO's like R2, R2-D2's there and C-3PO's there. And R2 says something and he goes, yes, R2-D2, you are correct. There are times that we wish that we were alive so that we could enjoy these life day celebrations. All right, that's a little weird. <laughs> C-3PO, you're a little bit strange. Yeah. Um, and and then Carrie Fisher sings a song over the tune of the Star Wars theme song. Yeah, they about Life Day. More melodic. It's they definitely did a good job making it sound like a Christmas version of the Star Wars theme. Yeah. And then that doesn't mean it's good, but I'm saying right, it was successful yeah. in what they were trying. A to A more do. shapely turd. Yeah, and so after that happens, the and, and for some reason Leia gives a speech in front of all the Wookies. I don't know how she got there, and then because she had magical life day orbs, and she's a princess and she deserves it. Okay, <clears throat> so then they somehow teleport back, and then 
they just stare at each other as the camera like did they sit down and eat is that what the plan was I don't even think that they were eating. They just sat at a table looking at each other, and the camera zoomed out so freaking slow. Yep. They hold hands like they're going to pray, like you're all sitting around yes, the table. Yes, that's what it was. And it zooms out, and that's the end of the movie. Yeah. I don't understand any of it. None of it. No, I think those that's part of Life Day. They're magical life orbs that I- transport you to the forested conclave where you and your cult friends can all listen to a princess sing a weird song over the Star Wars theme. What the hell did we or, just watch? Or, and hear me out, <laughs> Mala was using a bucket and the cooking directions were not clear, so they didn't really have a meal to enjoy. <laughs> that's, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Mala um, really tried, okay? it's It was just a strange... It, I felt strange after we watched it. I was in a weird mindset. Like, it was not something that, uh, oh man, what a, thanks Russell for the recommendation. I really appreciate that. Yeah, honestly, that was the perfect recommendation for this show. Yeah. You did great. I hate you and will never forgive you for recommending it, but just know it was perfect. It was. It doesn't change how I feel about you, you and your recommendation. Oh, just summed up as thanks. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Let's go. Let's go to ratings on a scale of I'm going to give you the option on a scale of zero to (laughs) ten. Psychedelic fever dreams. Ooh, yeah. Dan, do you do you have an answer? Do you got to think about it? I'm going to go with a I'm going to go with a 1.5 psychedelic dreams. Okay. Um they get a a point for every hour of that horror. <laughs> <laughs> they made it. You did something. They, so like here's the thing is that like I made it through the movie mm-hmm. no matter how hard it was. And there are are some parts. It's kind of like a trauma bond, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like, so I got that out of it. So I got something out of this, which is why they they got a one point five. But that's what I'm, that's what my uh, my hard. Sure. Yeah. No, I, I'm with you. My hard. Uh, my hard take on that. Uh, I'll I'll go with two. Ooh. Sure. Yeah, we'll go with two. Okay. Um, the only reason that it's not a one is. Because it has the name Star Wars in the title. That's it. That's, that, and they did get all the characters. And in they there. did get all the characters in there. Sure. So, so there was that. But it was a big old bag of disappointment. Get that? I'm going one out of ten. They get half a point for the cooking segment. It, yeah. it wasn't particularly funny, but it wasn't horrible. And half a point for B. Arthur. Okay. That that's it. That's all you get Star Wars holiday special go somewhere to die. I mean, on IMDb quotes. All right. Quotes for the movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Right. Stir, whip, stir, whip, 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 stir, beat by Chef Gormanda. <laughs> that's the top quote. That's the top quote of the movie. Uh, okay. So, yeah, we watched that. I didn't feel like there was really anything holiday or like at least our holiday like no. spirit about it. Yeah, no, there was no, nothing. There was Christmas gift about giving. It. 
What gifts were? Oh, that's right. There yeah. was the, the, the sh- porn machine headset. That's right. The porn the, machine, the headset, the, the Jefferson sh- Starship head, or like contraption, <laughs> and then whatever he gave uh, Lumpy that the uh, the Imperial trooper just straight up spiked into the ground. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, Mike and I felt like that wasn't really Christmassy. So we oh, had also talked about. Oh, was, I'm see, sorry. That again. was the one part I forgot about. The dude that was acting like a robot. That was just. It just. Oh, that was strange. Wigged me out. Yeah. Did not like. There was the guy. The instruction manual video. Yes. Of, okay, of the guy yeah, who yeah, was yeah. who was glitching out. It was weird. It's more weird stuff. We don't need to go any it's further so into weird. it. so weird. Yeah. It's more weird. But I feel like that was one of the stranger things. Because the other stuff, like I said, it's like kind of psychedelic. And, you know, yeah. culturally speaking, like, I don't like it. I get it. Yeah. I don't like it. But that... Was that un- was just straight up strange. It was unsettling. Yeah. It was, it was basically... A, That's the word. Yeah. It Thank was a guy you. twitching while he was trying to tell tell Lumpy how to put together a machine. Yeah. And that's it. I think it threw off the Uncanny Valley. Yeah. Sort of. Oh, yeah. So so we decided we were going to watch Jingle All the Way. Yes. The 1996 Christmas movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger and Sinbad and the... Uh, Arnold Schwartz, the kid who plays Arnold Schwarzenegger's son. I don't know his name, but it's the kid that played Anakin, Anakin Skywalker, Skywalker in episode one. Episode really? One. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, <laughs> and basically just a quick recap of the story. We're think, not going to spend oh, a whole huge time on I this. I think Dan should give us a quick recap of the story. Oh, yeah, Dan. Since since you have not seen this in, like, what, 20 years? It's probably been a solid, yeah, f- All right. 15. All right, so, yeah, 10. give us give us the best recap you can think of. Arnold Schwarzenegger's trying to get Turbo Man for his kid, and Sinbad is there, and he wants the same thing, and they ended up fighting on a float. <laughs> That's basically the movie. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, It's Christmas. Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, you pretty much nailed it. It's Christmas. Arnold Schwarzenegger's character is like, you know, he's a big business guy. He's too busy for his son all the time. Mm -hmm. But his son loves Turbo Man. It's basically like Superman. And he has to get a Turbo Man doll. They're all sold out. So him and Sinbad have a wild adventure where they're kind of friends. They're kind of enemies. And they're both trying to get the Turbo Man doll for his son. Wasn't Sinbad like, was he like a mailman? Yep. He was a USPS. Uh, okay. Is that how man. they knew each other? No. They, they bumped they just, into each other. Yeah, they bumped uh, into okay. each other. Um, so do you remember, Dan, a bomb in the movie? Vaguely, vaguely, we'll get to it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, was did that have, did it have something to do with the float? No, no not there. No. Okay, so Michael, yeah, how long has it been since you've seen this movie? Oh, forever. I think I was still living in Indiana when I watched this movie. Okay, I think I was like eight. Same. So I'm not the only one. Yeah, well, yes. I watched it again. Oh, yeah. Oh well, yeah. I didn't yeah, know yeah, that. Yeah, we both watched it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, for me. <laughs> Um, I saw this when it came out, so 96, so I'm seven years old. Yeah. I loved it as a kid. Okay. I had the actual Turbo Man. Did you really? Wow. Oh, yeah, I had an actual Turbo Man doll. And my dad, it actually, and you press the buttons and it's a Turbo Man. And I remember my dad actually, back then when you had it, uh, for the phone, an answering machine. Oh, Jesus, okay. it's been so long, I can't even remember what it's called. <laughs> But when you could record your answering machine messages, we recorded an answering machine message with the Turbo Man doll. Oh, that's fun. 
That's how much I loved this movie. That's fun. But I have not seen it since I was a kid. How, how did it hold up to your memory then? All right. I got a hot take on this movie. Okay. Ooh. I think this is the perfect 90s Christmas movie. I'm not saying it's the best. Huh. I'm not saying it's great, but it is the perfect Christmas movie for the 90s. Yeah. It I was mean, very 90s. I mean, it was very nice. It is in a perfect example. Let me go down. I made a list. Better than Home Alone? I didn't say better. But the perfect. <laughs> but I made like a better Christmas movie than Home perfect Alone. Perfect example of a 90s oh, Christmas I movie. I see, I see, I see. Here's the things that this movie hits it hits mall culture, it hits mm-hmm. the toy rush of everybody, moms getting into fights and over Tickle Me Elmo's. Yeah. Wait, was KB Toys in the movie? I don't think that. Not branded KB Toys, but. It Basically, was a, a KB toys. toys. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, the mismatched buddy cop dynamic of Sinbad mm. and Schwarzenegger. Uh, also, just the fact Sinbad and Schwarzenegger. <laughs> yeah. At that yeah. point in time, Arnold Schwarzenegger is the biggest action star in the world. Yeah. And Sinbad is like, one of the biggest comedians comedians in the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All kinds of like cheeky '90s humor stuff that like nowadays kids movies are strictly kids movies. Movies of the 90s, they could be a kid's movie and still have adult what, themes. What, an, an adult theme, but it's masked just a little bit so that like... So the kids don't get it. So yeah, the kids it goes, it goes over it. the kids' heads, which I think is a perfect thing, to yeah. be honest with you, because... Makes it palatable for the adults. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Over the top, cartoony action. Yeah. A la a bomb exploding and yep. the guy doesn't die. It's just like a Looney Tunes a style. Lo- yeah. I kind of miss that stuff. Um, I do too. As well as a fully functioning jetpack flying all over the place. Yes. His suit, his suit wasn't a costume. That was just the actual superhero suit. Yeah. It could shoot discs, an actual jetpack. For a parade. It's a parade. (laughs) And they made him an actual Turbo Man suit that shot stuff and had a fully functioning jetpack. Right? Which he's flying around on. And finally... The movie ends with the crowd lifting Arnold Schwarzenegger up on their shoulders and and cheering yeah, him. Yep, and carrying Turbo him away. Turbo Man, Turbo Man, and it goes to the credits. It's the perfect 90s Christmas movie. All right. I'm, I'm kind of there with Thor. Yeah. I can agree with that. There were some parts that, that really jumped out. So, to me, anyway. So, Sinbad is trying to get um, trying to get this Turbo, Turbo doll as well and they they end up running into each other waiting to get into a store yeah um also can we talk about we'll get into it can we talk about the creepy divorced uh like man in the neighborhood that all the moms are pining after fucking phil hartman r.i.p so uh, so they basically meet and and they they open the door and it is it's the it's the mad rush of people just like running over the employees trying to get the toys. So Sinbad and Arnold have this weird relationship where, like, when things get real, they hate each other because they all they both want that toy. But then when none of them get this you know opportunity to get the toy, both of them are like, "Yeah, man, we just want to get this toy for our kid." And then they start talking and almost like start chumming it up. Um, but Sinbad, he's he's his character is a little he's a little loony. He's a little loony. <laughs> he's all over the yeah. place. So there's a scene where they they run 
towards this um, towards this radio station because they're sitting there. I don't even know if they're eating at this diner. Yeah, well, they're both defeated because they keep they keep running into each other, and every time they're both trying to get the doll and they end up fighting. But then they kind of end up buddies afterwards. And at one yeah. point, Sinbad's like, "Now that we're partners," and Arnold's just like, "We're not partners." Yeah. So they're at this diner, and then they hear it on the radio. And basically, if you call this number and you're the first one, then you can get a Turbo Man action figure. And so there's a payphone in the diner, and there's this whole strange fight scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to dial the number, and he's reciting all of the <laughs> all of the reindeers' names because that's the question. You have to be the first one to call, relist all the reindeers' names, and so he's in the phone booth, and Sinbad just rips the phone out of the <laughs> phone booth and then Arnold starts beating him up and then Sinbad with the phone not connected to anything holds up the phone and he starts saying 911 <laughs> it's so weird um, very funny so they the person who like is at this diner he goes hey you two and you think that they're gonna get yelled at to like stop fighting in a diner he just goes the radio station's only two blocks down the road just go get it and so both of them start running. And because Arnold Schwarzenegger's Arnold Schwarzenegger, he's just doing a nice stride while he's reciting Dasha, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, <laughs> yeah, very funny. It's <laughs> just on repeat. Um, and Sidbad can't keep up. When they get there, of course, they fight more. And then there's this kind of scene where Sinbad pulls out a, um, a package. It's a Christmas package. And he goes, this is a bomb! And they are basically like, whoa, that's not cool, man. Like, calm down. Just put down, put down the bomb. Um, <laughs> so, it turns out that it's not a bomb. And this is just a thing that he does. Well, the radio station called 911 when they went in there because they're freaking lunatics. And then when the cops show up, Sinbad does the same thing. He pulls out another package because this whole time he's dressed up as a USPS carrier. And he's got his stupid, like, mail sack delivery yeah. bag. And so he pulls out another pack and he's like, this is a bomb. And the and keep in mind, they're surrounded by police pointing guns at them. Yeah. And so they they put the bomb down. This is very clearly pre 9-11. By very the way. clearly. Well, no, it gets so. Yeah. So he puts the he puts that package down and it's like everybody slow. And then him and Arnold Schwarzenegger take off. As they're running away, one of the cops, this cop who keeps running into Schwarzenegger and keeps getting fucked up by Schwarzenegger, like Schwarzenegger first gets a ticket from him. Then he like knocks his motorcycle bike over, knocks the mirror off. Yeah. So now that cop's like, guys, this isn't even a bomb. I spent 20 years on the bomb squad. Now he's just a beat cop. I don't know how that happens. He's a bad cop. He's not a good cop. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) But he's like, he's sniffing it. He's like, it's definitely not a bomb switches to a to Schwarzenegger running away and you just hear boom yeah. and I'm like wait that dude just died did, did Sinbad <laughs> just kill a yeah. room full of cops <laughs> and Sinbad looks at her he goes that was a bomb that was really a bomb he goes it's a messed up world it's a messed up world <laughs> and then he, and, but that's his reaction he just goes it's a messed up world his reaction <laughs> to thinking he just killed a bunch of cops <laughs> so then he just keeps on going <laughs> And then they switch, obviously, they switch back, and it's just that guy holding, like, he has the, the black, soot, the soot yeah, on him, yeah. and his hair's all blown up. 
It's a kid's movie. Uh, yeah. They didn't actually murder the cops with a bomb. Yeah. Uh, and then it all ends up on the float. Joke's on you. It was just a flashback. Yeah. And it's one of those scenarios where the guy who... Well, no, there's another very wild... So, uh, Phil Hartman, he's playing the creepy next-door neighbor. He is divorced, and he is hot for Schwarzenegger's wife. And Schwarzenegger is gone the whole day, and, you know, he's always late. He's always missing stuff with the kid. So, he's trying to hook up with Schwarzenegger's wife. And once again, it's Phil Hartman, RIP. He's so funny. Yeah. And he's just He did a great job. And, he, and so he's like, Schwarzenegger calls at one point and he's like, oh, hey, buddy. Hey, no worries. She's not here right now. She's up taking a shower. Do you want me to go get her? And like <laughs> kind of playing it up. He's trying to take his wife. So that's going on. He rented a reindeer for the, for the, for neighborhood, the, for really. the neighborhood. And then. That's right, I forgot. He, he has a chained up out back, or he has it like in his backyard. Reindeer's got the same name as him, by the way, because his son named it. Oh, yeah. Like whatever whatever his character's name is. Like Ben or Sam or yeah, something. Yeah, he named the reindeer uh, Ted, I think it was. Ted, yeah. Yeah. So Schwarzenegger is like, he just keeps, he can't find this, he can't find the Turbo Man doll. He's went to all the stores, they're all sold out. He's fought with Sinbad. He's tried everything he could. So he's like... I'm going to break into Ted's house because Ted bought the Turbo Man doll a couple weeks ago. He's like, I'm going to break into his house and steal this Turbo Man doll from under the tree. And so he does. And as he's walking out, he's like, what What am I doing? God, I can't do accents. I'm sorry. <laughs> what am I doing? How could I do this to another kid? There you go. And, but he doesn't realize yeah. he left the back door open. And the reindeer got in yep. into Ted's house. So now the reindeer is charging Schwarzenegger. He like breaks it, like he manages to lock it in a room. But then the reindeer breaks out of the room and it's pissed. It's trying to gore Schwarzenegger. So how's he handle that? He punches it in the head. Yeah, he fights the Takes, reindeer. He fights the reindeer, punches it right in the head. Seems and then, reasonable. And then yep. the next scene. He's out back hanging out with the reindeer, giving <laughs> it, it beer. He has a six pack and he's like, you want one? And so and so they made up after yeah. he punched a reindeer, a reindeer. in the head. <laughs> There's a lot of alcohol in this movie for a kid's movie. Once there is. Again, he just kind very of show wildlife who's boss and, you know. Mm. Oh, we skipped over the part where he fights. Oh, all these Santas? Yeah. Do you remember that yes. scene at all? Yes, I do. Oh, yeah, now very that you mentioned it. So a shady Santa is like, I can get you a turbo, man. Do you know who played that um, shady Santa? Jim Belushi. Jim Belushi. Oh. So he follows him back to this warehouse of a bunch of Santas making. It's like a sweatshop making knockoff toys. And everyone is a, everyone is like a mall Santa. And once he realizes they're trying to rip him off with a off-brand turbo man doll that speaks Spanish. Yep. He fights a warehouse full of Santas. And there's a giant Santa. And then there's a tiny little midget Santa. Yeah. Which he punches across. <laughs> across the room. Across you know who room. you know who the giant Santa was? No. The giant Santa was the big show from WWE. No way, really? Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. Very cool. Big show is involved in a lot of things that like I just 
it, like over time it's becoming just more like a I don't know why in the past like two three years it's like oh yeah the big show plays a lot of destiny did you know <laughs> big show plays D and D did you know oh and it's really like the big show is slowly invading my life and I can do nothing <laughs> oh also in that Santa fight there's a Santa with candy cane nunchucks N- nunchucks yes that is very true <laughs> that makes sense yeah you know yeah. it's it gets wacky. It really does. But yeah, so th- all that happens. Like I said, the whole movie is just him getting into these silly scenarios, trying to get this Turbo Man. But it culminates with he ends up in a warehouse. I think it's when he's running from the police still or something. Yep. And For like the fourth time. This for movie. the fourth time, yeah. Because he keeps running into this cop. And this time he bumps into the cop. The cop spills hot coffee on his face. Yeah. His hands are already burnt up from getting a bomb exploded on him. And then as he chases Schwarzenegger, he gets, he runs into a bus. But yeah. so Schwarzenegger yeah. ducks into this warehouse and it's, and a bunch of people are just, Oh, you're the guy. Oh, you're late. Wait, you should have gotten here sooner. And they just start dressing him and all this stuff. Lo and behold, the parade is going on. They're dressing him up as Turbo Man. Yeah. So then the whole scene ensues where he he has the option of um, picking a kid from the crowd. So he sees his boy, gives him the Turbo Man doll. But Sinbad shows up dressed up like the villain. Yeah, because there's some, the two actors were supposed to have a fight, the Turbo Man and the big villain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that actually happens. So the whole crowd thinks, oh, it's just part of the part of the thing because obviously they, they they have a special edition turbo man doll you pick a kid out of the crowd so he picks his own son obviously and his son who's a fucking idiot doesn't realize it's his dad when literally all he has is a small <laughs> plastic covering over For his, his eyes yeah. and so we, i watched the end of that with ashley she was just like in the room and while she's watching this she's like isn't that his son and i'm like yep and she goes, how can he not tell that that's his dad? Like, who else sounds like that? And also, who else has that face? Yeah, like Schwarzenegger is some schlub that you could just mix yeah. up with any guy standing on the street. He's right. fucking six and a half feet tall. <laughs> yeah. three, Mr. Olympia. 200 pounds of fair, muscle. when you're a kid sometimes. <laughs> yeah, well... And, and to go with that, his wife didn't recognize him either. Oh, yeah. well, that's not... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so the Sinbad is trying to steal the doll from the kid. He actually, like, chases him up a building onto a sign. But this parade where they have... a They put him in a Turbo Man costume. They equipped the Turbo Man costume with a fully functional jetpack. Yeah. It gets real loony. It's a cartoon. It's a yeah, it, it cartoon. is. It's like cartoon physics where he, he gets out the jetpack and he can't control the jetpack. So he's just like flying through New York. If that's, I think it's New York. Um, and it's it's like cartoon physics where he's flying and he runs into a banner and rips the banner, but it's attached to him still. So he's flying around the pole that the banner is attached to. And then... He flies headfirst into a wall, but he's fine. And then he just like keeps keeps running into it because he can't figure out how to turn the jet off. And then he flies down and bangs his head on the floor, too. And it's it's like literal cartoon. It was like a Looney Tunes mm-hmm. segment. Yep. Who felt a little out of place if if uh, <laughs> if I'm going to judge it by the rest yeah, of the movie. Yeah, but that's a 90s movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um 
so basically he takes the helmet off once once they capture Sinbad get the kid back um he's standing there Arnold Schwarzenegger standing there with his wife and with his son who at the time his wife and his son do not know that Turbo Man is Arnold Schwarzenegger because they're dumb as shit (laughs) (laughs) that's the only that's the only reasonable explanation and and the big reveal because you couldn't tell these idiots are like they're like man I really wish that dad was here to see uh, see this whole thing because again he's been an absentee father through the whole film that's kind of a shtick and he's like but Jamie, your father was here through the whole thing. And, <laughs> he and takes the, the and helmet he takes off. his helmet off. He goes, because I'm your father. <laughs> and he's just like, Dad! And then the wife goes, Henry. Like And she's pretty hot and bothered by seeing him in that suit, which yeah. I, honestly I can't blame her. Well, yeah. <laughs> it's it's Arnold Schwarzenegger in a muscle suit. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's gonna look good. But Everybody loves a good cosplay. Right. So then <laughs> and that's that's basically that's basically the film. Yeah. Like, and it kind of ends with because at the part where Schwarzenegger and Sinbad are hanging out at the diner, that's when they kind of are really growing their relationship and seeing things from each other's side. Sinbad tells tells him, my father was never really around. I remember when I was a kid, I wanted this this specific toy and I never got it and I never forgave him and I feel so bad I just want to get it for my kid yeah and he's saying that and so since Jamie young Anakin Skywalker got the special edition Turbo Man he's like no no wait and he runs as the police are arresting Sinbad yeah and gives him he's like here take this to your son and Schwarzenegger goes can you do it (laughs) uh what's he say he basically asks him why. Oh, yeah. He's like, but Jamie, you really wanted this Turbo Man doll. But Dad, why do I need a Turbo Man doll when I got the real thing at home? Yep. <laughs> Boom. And then the crowds are like, whoa! Turbo Man! Yeah, Turbo Man! And so they pick him up and they for some reason start carrying him away from his family <laughs> on their shoulders on, on their shoulders and he's like that's my dad that's how the movie ends that's how it ends yeah it's a movie it's a it certainly is. I, I i genuinely <laughs> i was watching i'm like this is so much better than i expected it's genuinely there is a lot of humor in it sure sinbad Sinbad can do no wrong as far as I'm concerned. Sinbad he was kind of great. He makes me laugh always. Yeah. It is very 90s. It is very 90s. Maybe that's perhaps part of the reason I liked it. Sure. Except there's a lot of like kind of hidden, small like hidden adult humor in it. Um, Like him punching a tiny Santa, that bomb blowing up. Yeah. Even though it, it was cheesy, it was very funny. <laughs> like they just up the cup he punches a reindeer and then drinks some beers with it uh-huh and i don't know if you caught this when he gets to the warehouse where they dress him up to be turbo man there's a guy who's like it took you long enough it's hot in here i'm sweating like a dog in a chinese restaurant <laughs> <laughs> i swear I to god that. that's a line from the kids <laughs> christmas movie i didn't catch that as all at all it's going to be a yikes for me, dog. <laughs> Dude. Uh, to be 
fair, in the 90s, you could get away with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. That's... <laughs> um, That's why, uh, oh man, could you, like, imagine just any any popular 90s show and, like, t- like coming out in today's environment with some of the jokes that they wrote for it? When has the last yeah, really right. good comedy movie come out? I, I agree with you, except yeah. for... Except for... Weird. The Al Yankovic story. Oh, yeah. It is so funny. Have you guys seen yes, this yet? I have. Not yet. It's on my list. It's solid. Dude, it is no holds barred. Fucking funny. It is. It is good. It is Because I agree. I don't think there's It's good been a long time really since a good out. comedy movie's been out. The last one that I really loved is probably like Superbad. That came out yeah. when you were like 18, yeah, 17, 18. Tropic Thunder was really good too. Yeah. yeah. I kind of that same period. Yeah. That was kind of the last, that was kind of the end of like really funny comedies well i mean like and here's the thing is specifically with like tropic thunder and stuff like that you had so you had a lot of cameos and then the actors got away with a lot of different things Mm -hmm. but for very like good reasons yeah i I don't know i I feel like that specifically it touched on a lot of stuff that like was like riding that line i think that's good comedies when you're riding a line between funny and offensive yeah you know if you're not offending people you're not yeah. You're not you're not going for it. That's just how it is. But in any case, that's a that's a whole different conversation. Yeah. This this is Christmas time. Yeah. <laughs> uh so um Thor, do we do we rate Jingle all the way? Sure, we can, yeah. Okay. Uh Turbo Man dolls. Scale of one to ten turbo men. But there's only one. <laughs> there is only one. But for this, I'm gonna go. Call me crazy if you want. Okay. I think I'm going eight out of ten. You are this a crazy man. Thor. This I think this is gonna end up in my Christmas lineup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Dude, I love I genuinely I enjoyed watching it. It was uh, so fun. All it right. So much it was very funny. So much fun. And like I said, it's just I want to know your whole Christmas lineup. A now. perfect example <laughs> of of a 90s Christmas movie. Um okay. All right. I'm I'm going to give it 6 Turbo Man dolls. Like it was entertaining. It was very 90s. It's not going to be in my Christmas lineup though. Okay. Um, That's fair. Yeah. But I honestly the whole scene with Turbo Man flying through the air kind of put me off a little bit. I think if that scene wasn't in there That's I'd, the worst part of the movie. Yeah. Is the end. Um, I think if that scene wasn't in there, I probably would have liked it more because there was a lot of stuff that I did enjoy. It, um, I really enjoyed the the mall Santa fight. I thought that that was great. <laughs> it's very good. <sighs> um, Dan, what's your favorite Christmas film? Do you want the answer I give to everybody? Sure. Die Hard. <laughs> <laughs> but it's. <laughs> but in all seriousness. Um... So the one I've watched the most has been Christmas Story. Sure. Yeah. Um, because it is like on Christmas Day, it is always playing on my house. Yeah. 24-7. Yeah. On on whatever Dude, channel that is. That's a long... When I had, you know, cable, mm-hmm. that was my tradition for years. Yeah. Just throughout the day, watch Christmas Story. And usually you don't watch it because TBS, I think it is, just mm-hmm. plays it on a loop for 24 mm-hmm. hours. Yeah. And you would just... 
I would just click you it on bits and pieces, but 10, eventually minutes, the day, you take get the a whole nap, movie. go eat dinner, go whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I love sure. Christmas story. Yeah. Ashley hates that so, film. Which so is does fair. Kendra. Yeah. yeah. It's not uh, everybody's cup of tea. Yeah. She just doesn't like the kid's face. Like she doesn't have a good reason. Uh, oh, oh man. <laughs> Jeez. That's so brutal. <laughs> well, <laughs> <laughs> Not excusing that one. <laughs> yeah, it might be the kid in general, but I'm... Um, he is in, kind of annoying. In my mind, I think it's the face. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thor, what about you? Got a favorite? I do, and it's for a specific reason. My favorite movie, Christmas movie, is Elf. And that mm. is specifically because every year... So, when I was a kid, we would always open one present on Christmas Eve. Yeah. That, that's what that was our like our family we, tradition i always had a big thing about christmas eve and so as an adult i've worked in the customer service industry my entire adult life i like working holidays generally um so i always work christmas eve i always close christmas eve and then i come home and me and kendro that's our christmas eve tradition is i come home we make cocoa and we watch elf yeah. And then we open our presents on Christmas Eve. Oh, okay. Because we can't wait. That's part of it. It's like <laughs> we're already tired of waiting. Yeah. But also, and then that way, you know, we go and do family stuff and sure. see other people on Christmas. Yeah. So for me, Elf has become my favorite Christmas movie. That's a solid one. Because, A, it's very funny. It's very good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But also, it's just, that's the most meaningful one to me. Sure. Yeah, I can I can see that. And Elf... Elf has gone up on my list as I've gotten older. Mm-hmm. I think it just it holds up really, really well. I think one of my newer favorites is a movie called Klaus on Netflix. And it's an animated one. It's super, super good. Like, really endearing, super heartwarming. Uh, the animation is amazing. That's I'm, the not, one, I'm not going to lie. The animation is freaking amazing. That's the one where it's a guy he's pretending not to be Santa Claus, right? So it, the premise of that is it's about this guy who uh, works for the postal service. It's like a fictitious postal service. And he his dad basically runs the postal service. And so he's just a deadbeat kid, essentially, um, living off of his parents' uh, golden nipple. And as punishment slash as a life lesson, he forces his kid to go to this really awful place um, and establish a postal service there, like establish a post office. And he has to get 10,000 letters within a year, postmark stamped. And so he goes there and it's basically these two warring clans, like these two giant families who hate each other. There's a bell in the middle of town that's called the battle bell and so (laughs) whenever whenever the families decide to fight one of them will just come down there ring the bell and it's just like "Ah," like the the -hmm. two families warring it up and so it's basically he's trying to figure out how to get these letters and have because like the kids don't go to school there's not a school there uh that's functioning so all they know is war. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it is. And so he ends up meeting this old woodcarver, and this woodcarver in his shed has just a ton of toys. And so this woodcarver basically becomes the legend of Santa Claus, and he's trying to 
he basically finds out that if these kids want toys, they'll start to write letters to this guy so that he can deliver a toy. But they're delivering them like in the dead of night. And so that's that's basically how it starts. Um, and it's real. It's a sweet, sweet story. Um, it's it's just really good. It's a really, really good. Awesome film. It's that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's solid. Um, animation's amazing. Comedy's pretty good. Uh, it's really heartwarming. Klaus is Klaus is a definite recommendation. Nice. Right on. So, and I'm going to be honest with you, I don't watch a whole lot of Christmas movies other than Christmas Story, like in the context that you said. Yeah. yeah. You know, we have a weird sort of tradition in our household, uh, or my I should say my parents' house, because that's where we go over Christmas. Um, we watch a Jim Gaffigan special. That's our Christmas tradition. <laughs> Dude, that's perfect. That's perfect. Because it happened one year and my parents fell in love with it. And then this has been going on for literally years at <laughs> Dude, this point. I love that. I love Jim Gaffigan. And I love that. That's like a. Yeah. That, that we don't watch a Christmas a movie other than the fact like it's in the background. Yeah. But like the one thing we all sit down and watch after like we open presents and breakfast, it's a Jim Gaffigan special. That's awesome. That's great. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I mean, do you guys have any like kind of weird traditions like that or? No, uh, mine is the and, Christmas Eve one I told you about. Okay. Yeah. yeah. We watch Polar Express once a year. That's that's kind of our, our movie. Oh, mm-hmm. you're saying I do have one. My mom, she always has to bake cinnamon rolls okay she has to bake cinnamon rolls here's the thing about my mom love her to death can't cook at all she'll tell you too she won't be offended by this she's been (laughs) she's been like a nurse working like 80 hour weeks for the last 40 years yeah she can't cook she can cook spaghetti and that's about (laughs) it that's about her list so she makes cinnamon rolls every year and it's a toy, coin toss if they're going to be burned or not. But you're still going to eat them, and it's still just... You grin and bear it regardless it, of whether or not they're yeah, burned. It's yeah. it's one of those, it's like, god damn, I look forward to those cinnamon rolls. Yeah. Burn or not. <laughs> That's cool. It's kind of sweet in its own way, though, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because, like, like you said, it's coin toss, but she tries. Yeah. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. You have all those memories attached to it, and I bet mm-hmm. you if I asked her... I bet her mom probably did that or like yeah. growing up that was probably one of the things for her. Sure. Yeah. So and when I have a kid, you better goddamn believe. Cinnamon rolls Cinnamon every rolls Christmas. Cinnamon rolls Christmas morning. <laughs> That's what you're waking up to is the smell of them rolls. That's yeah. nice. Well, um I think that we've covered a lot. I, I think that we're about at that time to to call it a night. Yeah, this one went a little bit long, but I'm glad. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. Uh Dan, thanks again for showing up. Anytime. Really, really appreciate you coming in. Yeah, man, you came, you helped us out a lot, truly. And I'm sorry you had to watch the Star Wars. I just special. want you to I'm both just, know I that want... I love you both so much <laughs> that I've watched that special. <laughs> it's for you guys. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I, if I didn't apologize, I should have. So sorry. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Yeah. Um, you really helped us out. Yeah, you did. Um, so. So that's that's about it, guys. Uh, from from our family to yours, I sincerely hope that everybody listening to this has a great holiday. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with that, I would say watch Jingle All the Way. Uh, I would say don't watch the holiday special. Do not or get very drunk or very not stoned even. or take a bunch of psychedelic drugs. Whatever, whatever that might be the ticket. You know, whatever your <laughs> thing is, that yeah, maybe it makes sense. Yeah. 
yeah. if you're whacked out, whacked out on mushrooms. Or <laughs> though, though, to be fair, I don't know if I would want to take a bunch of LSD. Yeah, you might have that Wookiee kid's face. You might have a bad trip. That is guaranteed a bad trip. But so you're gonna see that Wookiee face just in the walls, leering at you, just like. <laughs> The imprint of that face just coming. Maybe out it'll of the look wall. like a normal face because I felt like I was. I felt like I was tripping watching it. Ugh. All right. Well, um, I guess until next time. Nope. Not oh, yet. No. You got to recommend something oh, for me for right. next time. I've got to recommend something to you. Jeez, I completely forgot about that. Okay. Did you recommend something earlier that he hadn't seen? Um. I. I mean, I've rec. I think I've recommended like four things to Thor today. That's fair. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so we are going to be jumping. There's there's one movie that I really wanted to recommend to you, um, but I couldn't recommend it to you because it's a sequel. So you need to watch the first one first. And it's a classic. I don't know if you're going to like it, but it's a classic. Um, it is Blade Runner. Mm-hmm. Okay. It All right. is the original Blade Runner. Um, I say original. It's the final cut Blade Runner. There's like eight different versions of this film. Um, but it's, it's Scott Harrison Ford, so we're sticking on theme here. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it's Scott Harrison Ford. It basically single-handedly created the cyberpunk genre, at least in my opinion. Uh, critically loved and adored. So very different than what we just watched. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's one of those I've I've certainly heard of, I'm aware of. Yeah. But just never really got around to watching. Yeah. It's a solid film. I personally love it. Um, I wanted to recommend the sequel uh, Blade Runner 2099, 2049, I forget what the number is, uh, with Ryan Gosling. That movie's amazing as well, but you got to watch the first Blade Runner. Okay. Uh, before you before you really jump into that. So, yeah, watch the final cut of Blade Runner and then enjoy the holidays. Come back and uh, we'll be talking about some sweet, sweet Harrison Ford. From there, who knows what we're going to get into. <laughs> <laughs> so... All right. Um, So I'm Micah. I'm Thor. And uh, until next time, you get wrecked, everybody. Yeah. And, uh... Wookity, wookity, wook! (laughs) (laughs) 